I think if you set up social media in a way where you're just yourself, you've got a bit, a bit of a purpose on there and you're just helping people and not coming across as, you know, very selly. This is my services. This is what I offer. It's more informative. That's really the way to go with social media. And people will work with you because they like you. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X, and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm here with Joe Wood and Rebecca Williams from eCounting Made Easy. Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm great. You, Rebecca, how are you? I'm fantastic. How's everyone else? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm really appreciating Joe's very nice hair. I, every day this week, mm. I'm like, Joe, your hair. She's been telling me her hair styling <laughs> secrets. I love it. She looks like a film star. Oh. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Do you know, it was, yeah, I, I needed to upgrade. I needed some more bounce. My mum informed me my hair was looking a bit flat in photos. So I listened, I took on the advice. I went on Amazon and found some heatless curl thingy system for £9 and it's changed my life. My life is better for it. <laughs> I love that, the simple thing. Um, Rebecca, Rebecca's a great friend and she's very happy to get involved in the hair chat. Um, oh, yeah. How are you doing, Rebecca? Are you having a good day? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't believe where this week's gone, though. We're just saying, weren't we, how fast boot camp's just gone? And we're already on Thursday. Like, how is that possible? How is it Thursday? No idea. I have no idea. Oh, well, look, we're here to talk to Rebecca about her practice. Rebecca's been on the Bookkeepers podcast before and was sharing, sharing all of the successes. Like, you... I felt like you started your business very suddenly and then it suddenly got massive um, and you came on and shared a really exciting story with everybody must have been last year now and yeah. I know like things have changed and evolved and I'd love to hear more about that as well um, do you want to start by telling us a bit about your background and how you came to be running your own practice yeah sure so um I I started my um my career in um bookkeeping originally um so i I uh, spent eight years in practice, so I did my AAT, I did the job in a bag, um, I was a, very much a sage desktop girl, um, and I very, very quickly moved on to doing um, the likes of um, doctor's accounts, the doctor's superannuation, etc. Um, I was travelling to and from different offices to get all that done, um, and then I was being seconded out to audit and forensic accounting and all these different really great opportunities and different sort of sides of accounting that you don't normally really get to see. Um, and then I ended up moving um, when I did my um, my ACA to a smaller firm because I didn't feel like I was getting the whole picture of accounts. So I wanted to see start to finish an audit, start to finish all of the year end stuff and the tax, etc. Um, so, yeah, I moved to them. Um, finished my chartership, um, did a lot of pensions, academies, you know, pretty much everything. I feel like I've had like my finger in every single pie. Um, and then I decided, right, okay, you've got this sort of reporting side nailed, but you don't really know anything about running a business. So I moved into the commercial side, got a job in industry, literally just said, right, I'm putting my notice in. Um, that's it. Made the decision because I'm very much, I don't, I think about things a lot. But once I've made a decision, that's it. Right or wrong, that, that's the decision that I make and I go through with it. So yeah, joined a firm, um, 
was started doing a lot of management accounting, looking at the commercial side, like forecasting and, you know, all of that sort of like cash element and the different divisions and departments. So, yeah, did that for another five or six years um, across three companies, telecoms, engineering and property. And um, lockdown happened. And um, I've... I've always been really, really um, passionate about helping people and, you know, like helping students and learning more. Um, I, I'm very much a, a sponge when it comes to learning. I, I want to know more. I, I'm always like reading self-help books and things. Um, and a lot of questions are being asked in different Facebook groups are all about, um, you know, um, different accounting qualification questions or um, topics that people weren't understanding. So um, I started answering a few questions on that and then decided um, to start a YouTube channel. And then if we forward that two years down the line, I suddenly thought after doing this for two years, I need to bring people onto the channel who have been there, done that, they've got their own bookkeeping firm. What, you know, what's it all about? Because I can't give them that, you know, um, story. I, I can't highlight to them what that's like because I haven't done it. So I brought a lot of ladies, including yourself, Zoe, onto this um, 12 days of accounting Christmas sort of special on the YouTube channel. And I was sat there talking to these ladies who were running the bookkeeping business and telling me these ups and downs and, you know, just what it's like. And I thought to myself, I sat there and I'm like, why am I not doing this? So <laughs> it was like literally Christmas of that year. And I turned to my partner and I said, do you know what? I'm handing in my notice and I'm going to do it. So I literally just handed in the notice and, you know, had no clients. I had nothing. I, you know, I, I didn't even have um, a backup plan, nothing. And just thought, right, I'm gonna make this a success. I don't care what I have to do. I'll work every hour under the sun. I'll talk to as many people as I can. I had no plan other than watching um, YouTube videos of um, six figure bookkeepers like 12 months before and listening to people who'd run their own practice. So I was like, I've got an idea. It might work, but I'm gonna do my best um, and plan this out and see where this goes. And if it's a success, great. But at least I'll never put everything into it. And that's really, yeah, how it started. Wow, what a story. Do you know, whenever I hear your story, Rebecca, and all of your experience and what you've done, I'm like, but you're still a teenager. You literally look like <laughs> so young. And it just blows my mind that you've done so much. I'm just like, stop with all of this experience. This is too much. But, um, okay, so when you started... Did you want to grow a team? Did, what was your idea of like, after listening to all these other people, what did you think my business is going to look like? And then what does it actually look like now? Yeah, so I, okay. So even though all of that seems as if, you know, I just made this decision one day, jumped into it and everything was, you know, went swimmingly. It's not how it went. It was 12 months of planning before I, I jumped in and said, right, that's what we're going to go ahead and do. But my vision of having the practice was to not do what we did when I worked in practice and what I mean by that is we were very old school you know it was you talk to your clients once a year you didn't really know your clients you rang them up to tell them the tax bill and they'd be very you know upset about it and that was the only communication that you had and equally because I'd experienced burnout before I didn't want to be in a place where I was doing all the doing and then get to a point where I couldn't take holidays and I couldn't you know if I decided to take an afternoon off that I couldn't do it. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that when it, the services that I was offering to my clients was the whole spectrum, but I knew I couldn't do it on my own. So I sat there and I, and I thought, okay, so 
you're going to have to build up some form of reputation first to show people what you can do and what services you can offer so start off very very small and then work your way up um so if i look back you know 16 months ago i was you know doing the the bookkeeping for other firms for big london practices um i took on quite a few subcontracting jobs um doing various bits and bobs and it kind of just grew where people started saying to me well i know you're doing the bookkeeping for me but are you an accountant and i was like yes so they'd start to ask me questions and say well can you help me with this and can you help me with the aml or you know what do i say to a client with this query and what do we do here so I, I started, you know, picking up almost more and more work from that to some extent. And then um, I got to a point where um, I thought, OK, again, looking at my own client base, what else can I offer? So I started expanding my services to the management accounts, the year end, the corp tax. And now, again, 16 months later, I offer pretty much everything. I offer R&D. I offer um you know, tax planning services, etc. But I use people to help me to do that. So I don't do everything because I didn't want to be in a place where again, it was just me. And I think the more you collaborate with people, and the more that you can, you know, bring them on board in your own business, they then start to recommend you to other people. And it's kind of this, just this, this circle of, you know, a trusted community. So that that's sort of how it's kind of grown. But yeah, I just wanted to have a practice that eventually I could, um, it could run on its own essentially to some degree with me just overseeing and bringing in the clients and, you know, just making sure that I was holding the hand a little bit, but that I had the people in there to, to do the rest just to avoid what I'd seen previously. And also to make sure that we had that communication with the clients all the time. So not, you know, not that they were ringing them every day or anything like that, but that they can talk to us. So, you know, having a very like open, um, chat with them and having this this two-way communication makes everything 10 times easier and they're not afraid to ring me up and say I'm thinking about doing this um, what do you think and what are the tax implications instead of the way it used to be where it would be I've done this <laughs> like, no that wasn't the best way to do that or you know we've, we've purchased this asset one day after the tax year and I'd be like oh no you've just missed out on you know so yeah, that that's where we're at now, um, and I think I've, I've got yeah quite a few plans for the future at the moment. But I think things are always changing too. So yeah, hope that answers the question. <laughs> oh my god, it really does. And I love um, when you talk through this. Like you know, you started a business really in lockdown, and you you it, you know it sounds it sounds really impressive. Like, you know how all the services that you're offering, the people that you've brought into the businesses, and I think for some people watching this they might be surprised that that's been possible so quickly um and what I, I but I know you have this like steady approach you've got this really whenever we talk to you I just feel like you're so calming you just you know you you clearly really thought about what are the steps that I want to take and you've chosen you, deliberately you've chosen what the things are that you're going to do to be able to grow the business and you've thought right there's an opportunity here how do I fill that how do I find the right person to do that you're really clear that you're not going to be the person doing all of the work and that it is okay and in fact better to draw on the other people around you to make you to help you to do that so much better and um, yeah. and it just shows what you can do when you build a community around you yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's important. One thing that I see a lot 
um, with uh, the different, you know, groups on Facebook and on TikTok and LinkedIn and all the rest of it is that, you know, I, I see comments such as, you know, I, I don't know how to do this or I'm lacking confidence in something. And so that's holding me back from getting that next step. But I have to remind people that I don't know everything. I don't, I never will because it's impossible. So I think it's really important to bring in the people that do know. And I think Joe's touched on this a bit before today, but do you know, my ideal practice would be bringing in people who know a hundred times more than I do and I can learn from them. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, you know, and then they can, you know, run um, the firm and, you know, I can learn from them and then I can share that with other people in, in the community. But I think a lot of the time we get in our own heads and say, oh, I can't do that. You know, I've never done management accounts before. I've never done year end before. What does it look like? I can't possibly do that. But you get, you get in front of the right people in the community and they will give you the time of day to show you how to do these things and to support you. And all of a sudden it doesn't seem this really big, scary thing. And you think, oh, okay, I can apply that in my practice now. That's great. Um, so I think we're, we're really lucky in this community, I think. Absolutely. We, re we, we really are. And you have brought so much, you know, you're an ambassador of ours. You help out. We were talking yesterday about the accountability AML session where you have taught us all so much about that, but also, you know, just giving us a safe space to ask questions, but also know when we need to go to our professional body or whether you can point us in the right direction for guidance. And it's, you know, it's, we need to build this family, this village around us because we you know growing a business is like growing a human. You know, you need the village, you need all the different support. You need people with experience, different experience to you and ideas of how to overcome struggles and things. So let's talk about social media. Okay. Because you are doing things very differently to the majority of bookkeepers and accountants out there. You know, you've said like you decided to start a YouTube channel. Was that before your practice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like most people don't do that that way around. Can you just talk to us about the different social media platforms that you're on and what the purpose of each of those are? Because I know you're, you're, you have your practice, but you're also serving other people as well. So can you just talk us through all of those? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I've got obviously the Miss Finance Tutorials YouTube channel um, and on there I break down, you know, study topics, VAT, all sorts of compliance, AML, etc. And it's sort of, it used to be very much student focused, but now it's moving more towards, um, you know, and I'll announce it here, but there is going to be a podcast on a Tuesday going forward with different individuals. So that's exciting. Um, but it's going to be half and half. So half of people who were like, you know, trying, looking into having a practice and what they need to do, et cetera. And the other half the students so that, you know, I'm, I'm helping as many people as I possibly can. Um, so there's the YouTube channel, but equally um, of late after conversations about the different channels that I have, um, I now have an Excel YouTube channel, which is purely Excel related because I talk a lot about Excel on the YouTube channel because we all use Excel, but you know, I want to keep that a little bit separate going forward. So um, we've got that. Um, TikTok, again, I'm on there talking about all sorts of things. I've got two TikTok channels. Um, one is purely business, talking to um, individuals who are, um, you know, sole traders or um, 
just people who've got a bit of a side hustle and I talk them through you know things you need to be careful about watch out for um all the lessons that I've learned working with small practices so I taught them through that and it's just I don't dance by the way I can't dance you'll never see me dancing on TikTok I'm telling you now it's nothing um so they're very like informative quick videos and um sometimes I do <clears throat> a little bit of a funny video you know um and then on the other TikTok channel, it is for the students and it's the Excel stuff. Um, so I try and keep those as separate as possible. Um, I've got Facebook, which where I've got the, the big student group where I look after the students and answer the questions. And then I'm also part of the community as an ambassador too. So essentially every single channel is there to help in some way, um, but I'm just trying to get them a little bit more focused. So if you go to this channel, then it's this, this channel, then this, as much as I can. Um, but one thing I'll say with social media is it's it's you know it's shockingly easy to get started. You don't need big fancy equipment to get started. You don't need to, you know, look your best on your YouTube channel. You know, put your makeup on your face on or anything like that. You don't need to do any of that. Um, you literally just need a camera and just start talking to the camera about anything because you know people pick up on that and the algorithms pick up on that if you just turn up every day and just say your piece or. You know say that you're a bookkeeper and this is what you do etc um and i think I've, I've seen individuals now who are in the sort of same space who that that's all they do they just talk about what they do in the business or you know little bits and bobs about bookkeeping and just like me that's attracted new clients into the business so that was very originally unintentional that wasn't the the aim of the game with, with the social media but because people have found me across different platforms and and things they come to me now for mentoring or tutoring or um yeah new clients um etc or um you know i've had um as a result of the social media i've been quite heavily involved with the cpaa um which is another qualification and i help them to write the next five years of student um textbooks um i went to their offices and helped with all of that which was just um incredible um so lots of things have come from um the social media channels um but i think if you if you set up social media um in a way where you're just yourself and you're you know you've got a bit a bit of a purpose on there and you're just helping people and not um coming across as you know very selly this is my services this is what i offer it's more informative that's really the way to go with social media um and people will work with you because they like you um which is what i've, I've sort of found um or you get a lot of referrals so yeah it's it's been a crazy ride i don't know it's yeah, just yeah. been three years of of opportunities i'd say oh, i love that and i think you've got a very strong personal brand you're really well known in our community and like you say you're reaching clients and reaching other students and people who are training and growing their businesses and i think that that's what it all comes down to isn't it like wherever whatever you do if you spend time working on your personal brand and helping people get to know you however that is whether you're talking to them about business or you're showing them something you can do in excel on tiktok yeah. people get to know you better and that then helps you with whatever it is you come to be selling in the future so yeah. it, that that's what that what's about um for for people who are listening to this who are thinking i could never start a youtube channel or i don't want to dance on tiktok or whatever um, if you were to go if you were to start again with everything you've learned around building your personal brand and finding clients because for a lot of people the the goal the ultimate goal is to find clients um I know that you're driven by 
wanting to help people as well that I know from our conversations before that it's very heavily on making sure people feel that they can ask the question um but what would you if you were thinking I'm starting a business I'm going to need to find clients how would you start what would be the very first thing you'd do in terms of social media okay so this is an interesting question really um so I personally would I'd start with LinkedIn and the reason for that is because over the past, again, the three years that I've been doing um, all the social media stuff, I found that LinkedIn um, has grown in terms of people posting more personal things or per- posting more of this is what we do in our business and sharing the team. And, you know, let's all have a coffee morning um, with the team and, you know, just just silly bits and things on there um, that people post. And I think there's, there's more and more people and um, more and more businesses that are looking for bookkeepers on LinkedIn than ever before. Um, and I've had a, a little delve into some statistics because I'm a bit of a nerd and that's what I do. <laughs> I love analytics and you'll see that more and more um, businesses are joining LinkedIn. So I think there's a huge opportunity for you to start just posting daily content on there. Um, and when I say daily content, Right. You don't have to spend a lot of time um, recording a video. It doesn't have to be a 10 minute video. It can be, um, you know, on TikTok, um, the ideal um, length of time for a TikTok is seven seconds. That's that's how long people um, watch a TikTok video. Um, And actually, there was a point in time when that reduced to four seconds, which is just ridiculous. But what I'm saying is it could be a quick 10 second video of anything every day this is what my day looks like here's um like similar to what rachel harris does um where she has this is today's schedule and this is my monk mode and this is what i'm doing you know later in the day even something like that will get the attention of a potential client to say oh well they know what they're talking about or you know okay they offer bookkeeping or they offer this in, in their practice so i would start with linkedin um and i wouldn't be posting necessarily um very techie informative content so I wouldn't be saying oh you know this is what a capital allowance is and here's all the breakdown blah blah because the people that you speak to they they come to you as a bookkeeper or accountant for a reason because they are not interested in that they don't want to see that but instead you could take it another way and start with a story so a bit of a storyline because people love stories and say you know this is this is what happened with my client and this was the outcome. Things like that you can do because you've experienced it or, you know, this is um, what my client has to say about this or this is what I've done previously. If you have no clients right now, that's OK. And you can say, this is what I used to do. Um, this is what I'm aiming to do. Well, it doesn't matter what you post on there as long as you're, you're really consistent and you turn up because um, I've, I've found... Um, I've, I've read a lot into this, but I found that people tend to take it's between five and six touch points, isn't it, of your social media or of your website or what you're doing before people go and look into you further. Mm-hmm. So if they see you, you know, five, six, seven times on their LinkedIn and it's coming up all the time, and you've got hashtag bookkeeper or, you know, hashtag accounting, then they're going to find you in one way or another. And also on there, I'd have all of my social links. So my Instagram whatever it is, um, and don't be afraid to post the same content on the different platforms to begin with, because again, people who are on Instagram might not be on LinkedIn, for example. So, and I'd also follow actually, follow all of the companies that you wanna work with, because it's a little known fact, 
But the way that the algorithms work on all of the platforms is they learn what you like and they start to recommend what you like. But because you're associated in that pool, they'll start to recommend your content to those like, people that you're following. So definitely give that a go. Um, but that's what I would do. If, you, if you're not 100% confident with creating a YouTube channel um, initially or you don't want to commit that much um, into that sort of thing, then Instagram and LinkedIn. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is people, potential clients are out there, they don't want to know how you calculate a capital allowance. And there needs to be some differentiation between you and, you know, the high street accountant or someone that, you know, so someone, so that's why lots of people go with recommendations because they don't know, they don't trust themselves to make a decision. If someone else has trusted them, then they'll go with that. So by showing up consistently online, you're sharing the fact that you are consistent. You're trust what you're building trust because you're always there. You're always there. So that's kind of a nice feeling because, you know, we heard all these stories about, you know, accountants disappearing off the face of the earth in COVID. You know, where did they go? No one heard from yeah. them. I don't know where, 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 where <laughs> they I heard this so often. Um, but also because they don't understand the technical things and they don't want to understand the technical things. But if they see you showing up as somebody that's helping other people to learn Excel, they can tell that you're, you know, you're an expert in Excel, but also you're just, you're kind, you're very helpful, you give, um, you know, you care about others. And that's a value that they can actually kind of be like, well, mm. at least they're, they're a nice person, you know, because it's really hard if they don't understand or they can't come in and give you a test on corporation tax and fixed assets because they have no idea. So they've kind of got to build up this trust with other things. And by being present on social media, you're sharing your values, you're sharing what you like, and they just can get to know whether you're the kind of person that they could trust with something they've got no idea about. Yeah, and also just, just think about this from, the only way that I can put myself in my client's shoes is when I think about if I was to deal with a lawyer or solicitor, I would feel terrified because they are a professional, they're in a suit, they are, you know, they need to know about my financials. And that's really personal, but we forget that because we're bookkeepers and accountants. It's like, you're asking someone for the bank statements, they might not even share that with the husband or wife, you know, but you're there like, hand it over, you know? <laughs> so they've got to really trust you. So I think if I was looking for a solicitor tomorrow, you know, I wouldn't Google was my nearest solicitor. I'd feel really actually quite terrified of doing that. I would go on, on LinkedIn or say on Instagram or TikTok and find a lawyer or solicitor. And I wouldn't care if they, you know, lived at the other end of the country. If I got to know them on the platform and I thought, yeah, you know, I can relate to this person. I like them. Then I'm going to be more likely to get in touch with them than just, you know, Joe blogs down the street. He might live only there, but I don't know him. And, you know, that trust isn't in there as such. And as you say, you can't put them through the paces to, to get to know what, what they know. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a different way of looking at it. Try and put yourself in your client's shoes and what, what they're sort of looking for. Makes it easier. I am. Um, I, I found my exactly like that. I found my uh, we spoke about that in the, um, the chat yesterday at Context. I found my mortgage broker on TikTok and it, I was like, what? But I I'd, and, and, the, and the thing is, and it was exactly that I'd had. Um, I couldn't quite get the mortgage that I wanted. With I tried two brokers that I knew and I'd used before. 
And they came back, oh, no, no, it's not possible what you're trying to do. And I was like, no, it is. I can think it is possible. But um, and it was only because I was watching her on TikTok and she had she just answered my question. She was like, if you're in this position and you need to do this, then I'm the person for you. And I was like, what? How is that possible? And then I, I, I then watched all of her videos and she was funny. That, that really like she, she made me laugh. She was really kind. She was helping loads of people out. She's from I don't even know. which She's up north somewhere ages away but it didn't matter I connected with her reached out to her and within three days she was like yep this is all possible and I was like oh my goodness I can't believe I've got my mortgage broker from TikTok but it made me believe in exactly what we you know what we what we teach and I suppose it was it helped me to understand more about what our clients go through because it was a professional I did have to hand over passport driving license bank statements, all my employment details, tax returns, like it was the same kind of relationship, but I found it from TikTok and it's worked out really, really well. Um, so if, if I've been through that process, our clients can go through that. But I do think that people, unless you've experienced it, I think it's, it is hard for them to get started. If someone was, if someone's here today and thought I've never posted anywhere before and you're saying that LinkedIn would be a good place to start and I agree the algorithms are much more in our favor on LinkedIn and also you can search for connections that are like that maybe you know one person so they're called second connections so you know someone and someone else knows that person so you've got like a friend in common and you can search them but you can search through job title you can search through like you say hashtags or all of the areas locations it's great um and also the posts don't disappear after like an hour or two. Sometimes I see people's posts from five days ago or three weeks ago, if it's still performing well, and it's it's a good place to get started. What would you suggest to someone if they were going to make a start on LinkedIn? You know, and you said doing something very small every day. What, what would be your top tips? I would say, so a lot of people don't use LinkedIn to its full, you know, potential, I'd say. And if you speak to Ashley, <laughs> he'll tell you this in, you know, in handfuls. So um, I think, you know, I see people who are really, really successful on LinkedIn. And the first thing that you see in their profile is dog lover or, you know, um, cyclist enthusiast. And then it's like, next thing, business coach. So I think it's okay to show personality. And I think we're really afraid of that in our industry in particular, because we're always careful that we've got to be professional. We've got to look a certain way and all the rest of it. But actually people who were who were really successful in this field are 100% their self they don't need to prove anything to anybody they put it all out there and I think what I would do with my LinkedIn profile is I would just pad it out go and look at you know look at my LinkedIn look at Joe's look at Zoe's look at the people who um, are in the six-figure club see what they have done with their LinkedIn and I would almost copy and paste and I would just edit it to the way that um, you know works for me so um you know again if you're a cat lover change the dog lover to cat lover um things like that and then i would just add in my skills i'd add in my previous um history on there etc and then if my friends or you know anybody that i worked with previously had been on there i'd ask them to write me a recommendation um you know to endorse my skills because again that's going to bring you up in the pool of everyone on LinkedIn and, and potentially you'll then um, be shown off to the, your potential client. Um, but also um, I'd be joining the different groups because you can join groups on LinkedIn like you can with Facebook. So 
If you want to work with people in the property sector, join a property group and just start answering questions that people have or, you know, don't don't put a post up to say this is what I do. It, it just doesn't work. Um, I, I would just be answering questions that people have and saying, oh, did you know this? Or have you thought about this? Or, you know, things like that. Because again, that's another way that people get to know you. So I would just be being very, very engaged, um, comment on people's posts or repost their posts and add your own comments, um, grow your network on there. Because I always think, you know, that, that my granddad always used to say to me um, back in the day, whenever I left a job, he'd always say two things. He'd always say, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know. Um, and then he'd always say, um, make sure that you don't burn your bridges. And it <clears throat> that always sticks with me because now I think, well, you know, on places like LinkedIn, you never know who is going to see your post. And same on Facebook and YouTube, you don't know who's going to see that. So they might come across your post in as you say, a week's time, two weeks time. And you might be posting away thinking I'm getting no engagement at all. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to get that engagement later on and those connections. And you might connect with somebody who just goes, oh, you're a bookkeeper. Oh, you know, my mate Toby needs a bookkeeper. Can I put you in contact? And that's happened to me so many times. And even in the first five months of me opening up um, my own practice, I had that, you know, in my messages, people commenting, um, people who didn't know me from Adam, um, you know, and said, such a body needs this. Can you help them with this? Or do you know somebody? And I think the other thing with that is if you don't, if that particular client is somebody that isn't in your your wanted niche, you know, that like say they're, um, they're a tradesman, but you don't want to deal with CIS and tradesmen, then build your network, find somebody who does, because when they come to having a client that they don't want to particularly work with because it's not their niche or, you know, they don't think it's right for them, they'll recommend them to you. So it works both ways, but yeah, you've really got to just build that up, I think. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there, is what I'd say. Just don't be afraid. I love this. I'm actually going to go and change my LinkedIn profile now to say has four cats. <laughs> See what happens to my network. Um, and, the odd, and the odd frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cat frog. Um, tell me... Do you have, there's a lot that you're managing, like around running your practice, you've got lots of content that you're creating all day long, which I and I feel comes naturally to you as like a hobby. Um, do you have a strategy in terms of the kind of content that you're going to create? Do you have a plan that you make for yourself about what's going to go out on which channel and when? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'll say, just to caveat that, um, it before doing the YouTube, I had no video editing experience. I didn't even know what a thumbnail was. I didn't know what PicMonkey was or all, you know, Canva and all these different things where you can edit, you know, your thumbnails. I was like, I have no idea what this is. Um, and if you actually watch back to some of my very first videos, they are so cringeworthy. But I've kept them up there for a reason, because I want people to see that's where I was and this is where I am now. You could do it too. But what I'd say to that is, yeah, um, I nowadays I have a plan for the next month. So I plan out the videos I'm going to um, create. I Where I have to research some things, I'll go and research them for the day. So usually on a Friday and Saturday, I'll spend some time doing some research. I will then record the video and then um, I'll record 30 videos in a row on a Saturday, um, like you do. Um, and they'll be for different platforms the social media LinkedIn like um, TikTok even YouTube whatever it might be sometimes I'm on the desktop recording because of Excel where I don't show my face so much 
Um, so I try and change it up with the content too. But then I'll spend the afternoon on a Saturday, let's just say, or in the evening on one day, editing every single one of those videos immediately. Because the more time you leave between editing, you forget what you've said. And then if you if you make mistakes in the in the video, then you've got to go back and spend more time, etc. So um, yeah, I block do all of this and I have to do it that way because if you did it every single day, again, it becomes a full-time job. And similar to how we talk about burnout and things with just doing the bookkeeping and everything else, you can get burnout from being on social media. Um, and I've seen social media content creators who have to take, you know, six month breaks because they've posted every day for a year and it's just way too much. And what they've done is they've got up every day, recorded, edited, posted. That's way too much work. You know, don't do it that way if you're going to block post. No, it's, it's um, and I, I know Lisa Johnson says this consistency. It doesn't mean constantly. <laughs> You know, like you can, you know, even if you started off doing something once a week um, and then you could batch it once a month, you could batch your weekly posts and things like that. You know, it's just about it's about finding what works for you. But you've got to look after yourself because there are so many things we could choose to do, but we don't have to and we can't do everything. Sometimes I do feel like you do everything and you, I'm like, <laughs> oh, goodness. she's how is she doing this as well? So, Rebecca, you know what? What does what does it look like for you in the future? You are you're doing so many things. What's your focus? What's the what's the next step? So the next step, so the next six months um, looks very very um, interesting to me. Um, so as I say, I I'm I'm really really good at sitting back. And every Friday I do this. I make myself do this. It doesn't matter if I've got literally no time, which. I've said before in a podcast, when you start your bookkeeping or accounts practice, you have no time, zero. You think you do, you don't. So you get to a point where you can have far too much going on and you don't give yourself that time to just sit back and go, how have things gone? So I make myself do it every Friday and it's about nine o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, so what did I do this week? What went well? What didn't go well? And then I plan and I have a plan for like the next well, year, I've got a full plan. It's on Excel. It's really sad. I love Excel. Um, of who I want to work with and what that's going to look like and the subcontractors I'm going to be using and, you know, um, how much time I want to spend doing the doing in the business. So my, if I was to sort of analyse it a bit better, I'd say the first year of the business was me doing everything. And then this next six months has been me sort of moving away a little bit from that and moving more towards client conversations and say the social media side of things and getting involved with other people's podcasts and you know other opportunities like that um and this next six months is going to be me taking another step away but not not that I'm not doing the doing it's just more that I have you know really solid processes that I've spent all this time building up and documenting and having the videos, et cetera, um, so that I'm at a place now where I can just bring someone in and put them on this training course for a week, let's just say, and it's watch these videos, do these things, and then you can always refer back to it if you need to, but there's a job, you do it, come to me if you've got questions, I'm always here, and that's where we're going to be. So the next six months, I'm planning on growing um, double again. So I've already, I doubled the six, the first six months, to the 12th and now I've just doubled again and I want to double again 
So yeah, that's the plan um, because we're expanding um, the service offering. So um, before I did, I did not offer um, the likes of um, the tax planning so much. So now that when we're bringing on a client, we're going through the onboarding process and getting tax professionals involved to talk them through where they are, you know, if there's any sort of skeletons in the closet that we need to deal with there and then. So it's a bit of a health check. So I've, I've brought that on board now. So yeah, that's the next six months. So um, yeah, lo lots to do, lots to look forward to, lots of changes. It's amazing. It's amazing, Rebecca. Oh, it's so inspiring listening to you. And I know there'll be people here thinking, you know what, it, it's seeing other people leading the way and thinking, hey, you know, I can do that as well. That That's possible for me. So I think you've just opened up a whole realm of new possibilities. And um, we love that about you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your story. Um, Rebecca, can you tell us how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm obviously on Facebook, um, so you can connect with me there at any point. Um, talk to me in the groups. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just obviously search Rebecca Williams um, and you'll find me. Um, and then obviously on the YouTube, TikToks, just search for Miss Finance Tutorials and you'll find me. Um, and my TikTok, um, no, the new YouTube channel for Excel is just Miss Finance Tutorials Excel. So you should find that too. But I'm always, you know, more than happy to help anybody. So if you've got questions on literally anything, I will quite openly tell you or help you. So just just ask away. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure as always. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you everyone who's joined us this morning. Really nice to see you all here. We're going to be back at one o'clock. We've got a session with Lucy Sheridan. So if you've been here listening to how Rebecca's using social media and you're thinking I don't know how I can do that or I'm not going to be as good as that you need to hear from Lucy at one o'clock I feel like that's going to support you in that whole journey and then Joe and I are back at 6 30 in the six figure bookkeepers club where we'll be answering your questions about the six month success program also your questions about starting and growing a practice we had lots of questions before we started boot camp we're going to answer those so if you emailed one in it will be answered this evening but also if you've got any other questions live come and ask them and um, we're looking forward to seeing you there okay well thank you ever so much we'll see you at one o'clock take care yeah. thanks for no, take care all bye. bye thanks for joining us for the bookkeepers podcast why not join us in the six figure bookkeepers club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com